0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 227, entitled Building Websites in a Day with Your Team. It was published on Thursday, the 29th of April, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and a few bits and pieces just before we begin. Very soon, the Page Builder Summit 2.0 will be launching. It's happening between May the 10th and May the 14th in the year 2021. I'd love it if you bookmarked that and made some time available so that you could attend. You can find everything about it at pagebuildersummit.com. Once more, that's pagebuildersummit.com. You'll be able to get your free tickets to attend on any of those five days. We've got a great list of speakers, and I'm sure that there'll be something for you. Even if you're not using a particular page builder, you might be able to find something to do with a page builder that you've not come across before, possibly a page builder that you thought about using, or perhaps just some new tip or technique from an expert who uses a particular page builder. Find it all out. As I say, pagebuildersummit.com. Go there, register, get your free ticket. We'd love to To see you. The next thing to mention is if you're interested in WP Builds content, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, and over there you'll be able to sign up to our newsletters, join our Facebook group, and subscribe to our our RSS feed so that you can listen to us each and every week. Another thing to mention would be wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service put in front of a WordPress specific audience. Well, you can do that with WP Builds, just like A-B Split Test have done. Do you want to set up your A-B Split Test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else, buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out at absplittest.com. Okie dokie, what are we talking about today? Well, I'm speaking with Candy Phillips today, all about building websites in a day. I'm sure that you've come across this model before, the idea of doing everything, starting early in the morning and by the end of the day you've finished. Well Candy's got a really interesting approach to this and that is she does it with a team. And so she's got a whole process worked out for how to get her team doing everything at the right time, asking the right questions and making sure that it's finished before the day is out. There's a whole bunch of stuff in here. It's really interesting what that process looks like, what she needs to get before the day begins, what kind of things she assigns to different people in her teams and how they manage their time and make sure that it all coincides at the end of the day. It's really interesting. if you've. Come across one-day websites before and you've thought about doing it by yourself, then that's one thing. But if you've got a team or you would like to create a team to do something like this, then Candy is certainly the person to listen to. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast once more. Today we have an interview episode and I'm joined all the way across the pond from Montana in the United States, Candy Phelps. Hello, Candy.
1: Great. Thanks, Nathan, for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's really nice to have you on. Um, I I was going to ask you how we met, but I think I might just introduce that little bit myself, if that's okay, because um, Candy reached out to me or it might have been ancient, um, because of the Page Builder Summit that we did late in 2020. And she did a talk on the Page Builder Summit, which was, it was deeply interesting. So we thought we'd have her on the podcast to discuss some of the different aspects of the business model that she's working. So just before we start, would you like to tell us kind of a little bit about your background, how you've ended up coming on a WordPress-specific podcast, what your business is involved with, and so on. So, you know, it's like an elevator pitch. Very quickly at the beginning
1: sure yeah so I'm Candy Phelps I'm the founder of busy busy we're a creative agency um, actually located in Wisconsin in the US and I am from Montana though which is um, why why we were talking about Montana earlier Ah. Um, so I've been running a a business creative agency doing design and branding and web uh, WordPress for about 12 years now and we started a model a couple of years ago called the one day website. And we've extrapolated that across all of our services now, um, which is what we'll talk about today. But um, yeah, I was a, I'm, I'm a fan of the pod. And also I loved the summit you all put on, the page builder summit. I just loved that it was so specific to so many of the things and the tools that we're all using every day. And I got a lot out of it. So I really appreciated that and getting to be a participant and a sponsor. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. Um, I freelanced for the first few years of in business and then we've kind of grown over the years, mostly using subcontractors, but we do have a few employees and actually this year I took on a business partner, which is a whole, that could be a whole other episode oh, okay. <laughs> uh, about taking on a business partner when you're already 11 years in. But, um, so yeah, we're, we're in growth mode and it's exciting and I'm excited to share some of the things I've Learned the hard way over the years. Okay. Oh
0: well, thank you. So yeah, as as um, Candy mentioned, we're gonna concentrate on the the business model that she's um, she's kind of become a bit of an expert in, and this is the idea of putting on a one day website. And I've got a series of questions. We've we've had a little bit of a chat before the recording began, so you kind of know what's coming. But the first one really is um, is talking about the kind of reason why you decided to go for the one day model because. It seems to be a bit of a mantra in the industry, especially around agencies, that what you need to be doing is upscaling. You need to be making your business such that it's appealing to large agencies who can pay the big figures. You know, so constantly we're hearing things like $10,000 website, $20,000 website, this kind of thing. And obviously that stands in in stark contradiction to what you're doing, I'm guessing, um, so why have you gone for the this one-day model as opposed to going for the much bigger, longer, more drawn-out website builds?
1: Sure. Yeah. So we started with doing like straight custom WordPress themes many years ago, partly because I just didn't know what I didn't know about being able to get a page builder or certain tools. So we were building really custom websites about seven years ago and, and getting some pretty big ticket clients, you know, probably 15,000, what was the most expensive website we built, and, and 10,000 was pretty common for us. Um, but the problem with doing those huge projects was that they were lasting forever. So even if it was, you know, only about 100 hours of work, we would be working on projects for six months, nine months, a year because the clients were so busy, they just were never getting back to us with the things that we needed to do their project. So we always had to have several projects running at any given time. And it just felt so inefficient to me because if we didn't hear from a client for three three weeks, you know, by the time they got back to us, we would have to reread a bunch of email threads. We couldn't remember where we were at in the project. And it just felt like such a silly process. Like this is silly project management that, you know, it didn't actually take us six months to build a website. It took us, you know, 50 hours or 75 hours or however many hours to build a website. But it was really the clients that were slowing us down. And this like stopping and starting and the silly inefficiency of the, the way that our industry works with project management, mostly being done by email or, you know, Basecamp or Asana or one of those tools. So it was really this problem I was trying to solve with just why is this so inefficient and how can we make it better? And um, I have a background in journalism. So I used to work at newspapers, actually. So we would be producing a newspaper from scratch pretty much every day. Right. And this idea of like you get a bunch of experts in the room, you have writers, you have reporters, you have editors, you have you know designers, and you can make an entire newspaper in a day. So to me, this kind of like deadline environment, and the idea of collaboration in real time um, just made a lot of sense. Like it, it it made a lot of sense to get people in the same room working on a project together and cutting out all of the emailing, basically. Which yeah. also is just my least favorite part of the job. Like emailing project management, I just don't like it. So I was like, I do love working with clients. I do love working with my team. How can we get rid of the emailing? So we did some experimenting and Um, Yeah, we found that working in real time with our clients and with our team solved pretty much every one of the problems that we were facing with, you know, making the client focus their entire day on on their website and also helping them and letting them work with us so that they get a lot of feedback during the process instead of, you know, spending eight or 10 hours working on a mock-up and then showing it to them and then they don't like it and then you have to start over or you get all these like crazy rounds of revisions um working with them in real time just it solves so many problems and a lot of the communication problems a lot of um a lot of the tech technical problems that clients sometimes have like not being able to attach things to email or not being able to upload something to a dropbox mm. like, we can help them through those when we are working in real time on Zoom or in person before COVID, um, so yeah, it was really just solving a problem in in my life and in our clients' life. Where like, you know, if it takes us six or nine months to launch their website, it's like really a disservice to them and their business because they could have had that website up and running and making them money. Um, but instead, you know, so we'd have clients who pretty much changed their whole business model in the time that we kicked off their project. To the nine months later when we finally got it launched right so it it really to me it was just about fixing a broken process and you know it's been a lot of work trying to refine our one day website to get it to work as well as it does now um there's there's plenty of things that we learned the hard way in that as well but we think it's the best way to work now we we really just don't want to ever go back to to doing the other way in terms of the pricing and like those big ticket clients You know, one day website may have a branding issue because it sounds cheap, but it's not cheap. We actually, you know, we have done $10,000 one day websites where it's essentially, we we call them one day pluses, but we'll do a one day website with a client. And then if they need e-commerce or, um, you know, an online course or some other kind of thing, we basically just do more one day sprints um, added on to that. So we'll still do the full one day with the client and then usually get everything we need from them in one day and then the next day or it can be the next week it doesn't have to be consecutive days we'll add the e-commerce we'll do the testing you know whatever else we need to do so we've really built the model around the first day getting everything we need from the client getting the design done getting the content written all of that stuff and then any other like tricky functionality or just you know adding a bunch more pages to the site we can do on our own time Without the client slowing us down and without the risk of you know having to redo a bunch of stuff. Um, so we've really built the model not to be like a low cost, you know, down and dirty cranking out a bunch of junky websites, but actually just like a a real time collaborative experience for a client that where we have you know four or five people working on their site and we can get fifty or sixty hours of work done in pretty much a day. and then we you know we need to do a little bit before and after. Um, But it doesn't have to be a low cost model, I guess. And um, you you can still make good money on projects, but but just take less, you know, don't spread those out over months and months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely fascinating. I really hadn't ever thought of the comparison to be drawn between a newspaper, which starts blank at the end of each day. You know, that, that one's gone. We've got a, a blank paper to fill out. And of course, yes, it's, a, it's an enormous undertaking. But uh, yeah, that's a really fascinating comparison. Now, I'm interested to drill down into the the actual process, because I think that's probably where the majority of the interest will lie for the listeners today. So let's let's kind of like take it all apart. How, to begin with, how do you kind of vet... The people that are going to be joining you on this one day, um, how do you how do you sort of like um, how do you find these leads, and how do you make decisions about whether a lead or b lead or c lead is somebody that's going to be suitable for your process? Before we get into actually what you do, do do you have any sure. sort of like red flags that 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 are offered up that make you think actually do you know what our model here, which is a bit different won't be suitable for you um, and these are the reasons internally why?
1: Yeah sure so the we say no to you know many projects because they don't quite fit into what we're doing and that's a big thing that people are afraid to do you know a lot of agencies or freelancers are like well I have to say yes to everything because I don't know when the next lead is going to come along. That was kind of a seeing that I used to be a client hoarder and I would literally do any project for anyone. Like it, that was how I built my business. It got really unwieldy very quickly. Cause I was like having to learn all these different things all the time. And, um, every project was like a unique snowflake. So we'd spend, I'd spend eight hours just writing a proposal for a client because wow. I'd have to do so much research and so much, you know, checking out tools ahead of time to make sure they were going to work. Um, so part of it is an intentional, yes, we, we actually don't want to work with everybody. We're trying to focus in on the types of clients and the types of projects that we do best at and say no to learning on the job and say no Mm -hmm. to things that are just outside of our wheelhouse. And it actually, you know, the first year we did that, we said no to so many leads and it was really scary. And our revenue went a little bit down, but our profits went way up. So that was where it was like, we, we cut out so much of the unknown of, of, you know, scoping a project that you've never done before um, or these really, really huge projects. Like even if you scope a $20,000 website, the possibility of being $5,000 underbid is very real. You mm. know, the bigger mm. the project, the higher chance it is it can go wrong. You know, the, the longer it takes, the more that can go wrong and the more the scope can creep. So for us, that was a big thing, is actually just being willing to say no to certain projects. And uh, so first of all, we we cannot work with very large organizations. So we focus on startups and small businesses. And if somebody has like a big nonprofit that has like a board that needs to approve everything and they have, um, you know, a whole marketing team and like a, an executive director and like three other people who need to weigh in on it, it does not work because part of the decision-making that happens in real time. You know, that's what takes a lot of time on those big, those big clients is not the actual project work, but the decision-making and like, you know, getting people to consensus. Hmm. So we pretty much weed out anybody who has more than four decision-makers involved. Um, And if we aren't necessarily always saying no to those people, we will sometimes try to like get them into like we'll do like a one day a week kind of thing where it's like, okay, we're going to just bill you by the day until this project is done. And we'll do a sprint, you know, three or four sprints to get them to where they need to go. Um, So we've sort of developed just like a day rate billing model to deal with some of those clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we really like working with startups and small businesses better anyway. We love working with people who are really passionate about what they're doing. Um, But even then, not every small business owner is a good fit. So what I think our sales page, we get most of our leads from search engine optimization. Um, Most of our leads come in already sold on the idea like they read our sales page they watch our video and they're like this is exactly what I want to do like they they self-select and I think a lot of people self-unselect when they see that like it's you know by the end of the day we'll have the website and it scares them they're like really analytical people or people who like to take their time making decisions um low commitment people that's probably the thing that we found the most um We actually have a brand archetype quiz on our website and we have our clients go through this. And I have a theory, I haven't run the data, but the explorer is an archetype that is all about like adventure and travel. And I have a theory that they're also low commitment people as a general (laughs) personality trait. And I think that we don't want to work with explorers in the one day website because they like too many things, they have too many ideas and they fear committing to something. Mm. So, um, I'm not positive on that, but I'm pretty sure that those type of folks might not be a good fit. Mm. Um, but where the people who are a good fit are people who are confident decision makers, people who like are action oriented and love to see results though. And there's so many people out there that just don't have the patience to wait five months or six months for a website or even three weeks. Like they want it done now.
0: Yeah, you, um, you mentioned um, your landing page, which uh, which is interesting. Just digging into that a little bit. What are the what are the what are the messages that you're drilling home on that page, to as you described, you know, sort of self-vet, so that people who you are presumably wouldn't be a good fit for work between the the, the pair of you. Uh, what are the messages you're trying to inculcate in them, so that they know, yes, this is for me, or no, this is not.
1: I think we talk a lot about like high energy collaboration. That's a a term that I think some people are either super attracted to or very repelled by um, where, you know, it's, it's like, you're going to be interacting with people all day. It's very intense. Um, So we try to talk about that and like collaboration is something that not everyone likes to do. A lot of people like working on their own, you know, and then presenting something to somebody else. So we try to make sure that people understand that it's, it's high energy, it's collaborative. And then especially in the sales meeting, we talk about like, what happens after the day? Like how many revisions do you get or that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that is, you know, it's a tricky conversation because there is some fear around it because most companies most agencies are not building websites this way like there's this sense that you could just have as many revisions as you want or you could keep working on the project as long as you need to to get it perfect and we just sort of reject that idea of the longer you work on the project the more perfect it is or that the website will ever be perfect we still we just believe so firmly that the website is an evolution like you launch something but it's not done and so it could always be made better. And so it's better for the customer to launch something and then start improving it, adding content, like you know, making it better and better instead of waiting nine months to launch a site that you think is perfect but actually is like already outdated by the time you've you've launched it. So yeah. those are the kind of conversations we try to have during sales calls. yeah, um you know, we we straight up, I think I don't know if it's still on our site, but we had an FAQ, like, that said, is the website one-day website for me? And it says like, if you like to take your time making decisions and you're really analytical, this might not be for you. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's really a valuable thing to invest time thinking about that messaging because you can get rid of the the tire kickers with the right page um, before they even get in touch with you. So, that yeah, that's really interesting, especially the sort of psychological angle. So, okay, let, let's talk about the – let's imagine that I'm somebody who has looked at that page and I feel that, that I'm a really good fit for this. How do we – we, well, I'll rephrase that. Let's go through the process that you've got. What are the first steps that I would be taking to communicate to you that I want to come on board? And – how does it work from your end in the run-up to the day? Let's exclude the actual day just now. What, what are you sure. doing in the background um, to make sure that everything is in place so that that day can run as smoothly as possible?
1: Sure. So most people contact us through our website form. That's pretty standard for us because so much of our, so many of our leads come um, from SEO. Mm-hmm. So usually we'll get a contact form or a one-day website form that somebody fills out. Um, occasionally people will call and the next step for us, we have like a pretty slick client onboarding process that I've been working really hard on automating a lot of it. So we, we're using Zapier for Mm. a ton of different things. Um, but basically our salesperson who is my new business partner, um, she usually has a call with people. So, you know, I wouldn't recommend ever letting somebody just sign up for something like this without Mm. talking to them about the process. Because people have a lot of inaccurate expectations, both positive and good and negative mm. about what it's gonna be like. So having a conversation with people, no matter how much copy we put on the website or videos we've had on there, like people still don't ever read any of it. <laughs> so we want to make sure that they understand what they're getting into, you know, what they're getting and what they're not getting. Um, and then, like I said, a lot of people have already self-selected. Like we get so, so much strong, Um, language from clients saying like, I, I, you know, this is exactly what I want. I want to work with you, not like how much is it cost And is this the right, you know, company to work with? It's like, they've are, they're so excited about the idea of working with a team um, that they're already like really on board. But uh, once we have sort of a conversation to vet them and for them to vet us and to make sure it's a good fit, um, obviously that's where we would nail down like what kind of pages or functionality that they would need on the website and assuming that it's a good fit and they don't need anything like crazy that, that either couldn't be done in a one day process or that isn't like, if if they don't sound like a good fit, if they have 10 people who need to weigh in on every decision, we'll send a a proposal. Um, And then, and so that, you know, we actually started out with like a fixed price that we were saying every one day website is this Mm -hmm. and it's a fixed price. So it was like truly a product. But we found that that was a little bit too tight. Like we had to loosen that up because we couldn't find enough people who needed that exact thing. Um, so now we still do a quote for them. Um, our prices are generally between like 3000 and 7500 I would say. Yep. And we have done more expensive ones if they need e-commerce or something like that. But um, our, our average price is probably 4000 for a site. Okay. Um, right now, anyway. And... Um, so we send them a proposal, they sign it, we get uh, a half deposit, 50% deposit to reserve the date. We found out before, like the very first one we did, we didn't require a deposit and somebody canceled the night before, you know, that, that kind of thing. So we Ouch. definitely require a deposit just yeah. because it's so important that they actually show up because we have a whole team, you know, all ready for them. Um, and then really, you know, this is the part that some people, think, oh, then you make your client go do a whole bunch of homework. That's actually the opposite of what we do. We try to make the client's life super easy and that they only need to send a few things ahead of time. They only need to do very little because we think that the client's experience is important that it feels easy and fun for them and not like a gigantic list of things to do because that's really what the traditional process feels like to them. It's like a huge huge burden of homework that they don't really have time for and they don't feel skilled at doing. Um, So really all we get from them ahead of time are like their web hosting credentials. And if they have an existing site, we'll get in the back of that as well. And then we do, um, ahead of time, the work we do is we install what we call our base installation. Mm -hmm. So we have just like a WordPress child theme, a ton of plugins that we always use already configured Um, so we put that up on a demo on their hosting and that's kind of the only work we do ahead of time. Um, we may do some research if they need some kind of like special functionality, but really it's like get our base installation up there. And, uh, really the bulk of the work is done the day of because we, well, I won't get into that, but, um, so, and then it's a matter of just, you know, getting them on the calendar, uh, sending them a few reminders ahead of time. I find that we send reminders to both our team and them to make sure that everyone's like prepared and has everything they need. Um, but really that's about all we do ahead of time. That's
0: fascinating. So, okay. So yeah, one of the first questions I was going to ask is from that, if, if you're working on their hosting, that's quite interesting to me. Um, I, I would probably be doing that on my hosting because I'd be, I'd be sort of the slightly paranoid um, paranoid web developer thinking, well, at the end of the day, what, what's what's to stop them from just sort of clearing off with, uh, you know, with the website that you've both built mm. together and not paying the remaining 50, 50%. So that's interesting that you do it on their website. Yeah, that's fascinating. Do you, do you actually do it on the live domain or is it kind of like a you know we always
1: do a demo i mean if they have an existing site we'll leave the site up until we're done we'll just do a demo so for one there is no way any of our clients are like savvy enough to pull that off like to take (laughs) take their live site down and put a demo up if they were they would not be hiring us in the first place yeah um and also i mean something that is amazing is that your one-day website clients will never stiff you. They will never not pay their bill because they love you by the end of the day. They're like obsessed with you and you are obsessed with them and you've spent all this time together and they're super proud of what they built. It's a totally different experience than when you're just emailing back and forth with a web developer for three weeks or five right, months. Right. It's right. a different relationship altogether and the trust is very deep. And so I, I don't have any of, the collection problems that I used to, I mean, people, when we were working in person, people would be like crying by the end of the day. And they'd be like, let me write you a check, you know, before I forget, like they want to make sure we're paid. And it really actually allows you to like, we, the same product that a client might not be super happy with, they will be super happy with because the process itself is so much better for them and so much more enjoyable and because they see the humans behind the project instead of just the end result so it actually solves a lot of customer satisfaction a lot of trust issues that we might have had before
0: yeah i think i think that's the real interesting point of this podcast recording is just that little nugget there that you can because we've all been there where we've had Clients and it really has descended into email, and you know, you you you're just not getting any rapport built up. You've just got this Mm -hmm. email thread, and they send something over, and it's miscommunicated. So you have to go back to them and say, "Look, I I meant letterbox, and you've sent me something that's kind of landscape. Can I have it in portrait instead?" Or you know, you just (laughs) got confusion going on left, right, and centre, and so things get out of hand. Frustrations build up, and I just think that's a really interesting component of this, and not one that I've really experienced. I mean, I've talked to my clients a lot, but never had that kind of, uh, you know, that that rapport on the day of building it. And so that neatly segues into, into the actual day itself. So, okay, I've paid my 50%. I have given you my hosting details. You've gone in presumably a day or two before and put this WordPress install and the collection of plugins that you're going to use how do we actually carry out the day what what do i as the client have to do on that day how much of it is done by you guiding me how much of it is you telling me what to do what are we doing mm-hmm. are we on zoom or something like that how does it how does that day go
1: sure so the we have been doing all of our one day websites on zoom this year before we were actually pretty adamant about working in person with clients which is just a personal preference of mine. I'm an extreme extrovert, so I love this like real-time collaboration in person. Um, COVID has actually thrown a pretty big loop for us because Mm -hmm. it forced us online. And in some ways, it's a blessing because it was just more my personal preference to work in person, but obviously there's only so many clients that are willing and able to drive to Madison, Wisconsin. So um, we're opening ourselves up a lot more with the online, but even more so because of COVID our clients are tech savvy enough to do a teleconference now. Whereas before we, we did a, you know, a number of remote one days and some of them went really badly because people just didn't, we spent 45 minutes in the morning, just getting them onto the zoom, you know? So now everyone's super tech savvy and can get on zoom. They, they're more likely to be able to upload files and things without that being a catastrophe. So, uh, in some ways, COVID has actually helped our business mm, in, yeah. in that respect. Yeah. Um, so everybody's on Zoom. We uh, Right now, even our team is on Zoom. So we usually have a writer, a creative director, a web developer, and a designer. That's sort of our core team. We may have fewer or more people depending on the actual project, but that's like a pretty standard setup for us. Mm-hmm. And the client... Um, gets on their zoom and they, you know, we tell them to bring like any photos or videos that they might have. we don't have in-house photography or video. That's something that I would love to, you know, develop in the future. Hmm. So that's one thing that a lot of times we will refer a local photographer and somebody will get photos taken ahead of time. um, but oftentimes we'll just use stock photos or um, stock video or uh, we'll create graphics for them if they don't have a lot of assets like Mm, that. mm. But so they come with their, their photos and their logos. Um, A lot of times they, you know, we send them a big list of things to prepare for, but if they don't have any of that, it's totally okay. Like we don't make them fill out a bunch of forms ahead of time or do much. It's just like, Make sure you have access to your accounts, you know, and and then we can help you get the photos from your Facebook or get the logo from, you know, your files somewhere. So, um, again, it's really about making it easy for the clients and Mm -hmm. not giving them a big list of jargon that they don't understand. Um, So we spend probably an hour in the morning doing a kickoff meeting where we just get some basic logistics nailed down. What pages are we building? What assets do we already have? You know, who's doing what? Um, then the writer and the creative director sort of take over on a discovery interview. And from this interview, we actually write the copy for the website. So we typically do like a, we'll say up to five pages we'll write that day. And oftentimes the sites will end up being about 10 pages, but some of those pages are either like service pages where we're really copying over a lot of the stuff from the old site or, you know, contact pages or forms or things like that, that don't need a ton of copywriting. Mm -hmm. Um, But we like to include up to five pages of copywriting so that the copy is good, so that the client doesn't have to write it. And so that it's optimized for search engines. And, you know, like somebody with a marketing eye is able to, to um, actually write the copy. But the beauty of the discovery interview and the one day is that you're really collaborating with the client to write it. Like, you're interviewing them, then you write something, then you review it together. So it's really a, a nice process where you get, I think, the best copy um, when it's coming from both the marketers and from the client.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about the the fact that you've got, so let's say, again, positioning me as the client, there's, there's literally me. So there's one person on my end uh, telling you everything that I want for my company. And there's four of you on the other side. How do you How do you manage the order in which that goes so obviously you've got your kickoff meeting which makes perfect sense you're getting an idea and then and then do the writers literally sort of like drop off the zoom and go off and do some some writing and then come back and and, and in the meantime are the designers trying to get I don't know um choices of colors and branding options and all of these kind of things I'm just interested in how you build this what are the blocks that go in place because obviously time is yeah. is ticking now and we've got yeah. to we've got to make sure that as as midday approaches something significant is is underway
1: yeah exactly so we, and if anyone's interested you can go to one day com slash agenda and you can download oh, our nice. exact excel spreadsheet um where we say who's doing what at what time oh, now great, it's, great. A, it's generally like a you know we have to go with the flow that's part of being on our side like our free freelancers that we work with and our team have to be you know a certain type of person who likes this high energy collaboration and can kind of like bend and flex where needed depending on the client or the project but yeah the when the writer and the creative director are interviewing the client that's when the developer is busy installing plugins doing integrations getting into accounts like um they'll do some stuff for SEO like we always include a Google my business page and like a Bing local page they'll go kind of filling out setting up accounts doing kind of back end stuff and the designer is actually doing a mock up of the home page um, you know, that's part of the stuff in the kickoff document. We'll, we'll get whatever brand assets they might have, whether that's like logos and colors, any kind of photos or that kind of thing. Um, and then, so they're busy in the back end doing some mockup design, looking at other websites of industry, you know, peers or yep. competitors, yep. um, getting ideas and they're working on a uh, mockup. We usually use illustrator instead of Photoshop for that, but. Right. Um, really, just depends on which designers in the room that day. And then by midday, so the interview usually lasts an hour and a half, probably. Um, when the writer is done, then yes, they drop off the zoom and actually go to writing. The designer is usually at that point ready for some kind of feedback, like whether it's um, fully done. It's usually not fully done by then, but they're ready to get have some questions answered. And then, in the meantime, we're we're all working away. The client has a couple of branding exercises that we like them to do, including that brand archetype quiz that I mentioned. And um, we also have a core values. Uh, it's not a quiz. It's like an exercise that we have people go through. So they identify their main five core values. Okay. This information is super helpful for the writer um, as they write the copy. And it's also just really helpful for the client to go through those exercises if they never have before. Um, so we have some things to sort of keep the client busy while we're all working away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just really interested because the, the only way that I've seen this business being run before, um, is, is with, with an individual. And that has been my constant quandary is how on earth do you keep, how do you keep doing things when, you know, they're telling you that, that you know that, that some information that you need to pass but at the same time you're trying to build the home page and you know you've got some ideas about how the logo might go and so on so I'm really fascinated by this by this notion of you've got exercises for them to do at predefined times and you've got time allocated with flexibility built in to to have certain people doing things in the order which has proven to work best for your business. It's, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's all about the process for yeah. us. It's like, we, you know, we've been developing this process for years. I've, I've been working on it for probably five years, and, and we've iterated and iterated till what we think is the best, you know, the best setup now. So we, we haven't actually done any dramatic changes to the process probably in the last year or so. Um, and it and it works well. Like we we know what you know what kind of things could go wrong, and we we try to plan for those. Um, really, the big thing that we found that could go wrong is if a client has like zero branding, like if they don't have a logo or if they don't have any kind of brand assets. Right. That can get it can spiral into like spending an hour picking colors, even if they say, Oh, you can just write my business name in a type and call that my logo like that that is probably the one one time where we're like if something's gonna go wrong that's it so now we just are better at vetting that ahead of time and like I will literally send people to 99designs if they don't have a logo and be like go buy a hundred dollar logo if like we want you to have something coming in if you can't afford to hire us for a one-day branding which is we always will pitch that but um, if you can't get a full branding, just ha- at least have a logo with some colors picked out ahead of time.
0: Yeah, yeah, something which uh, which can be swapped out at a later date. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, d- I did think that before we started this call that we would end up obsessing about the process, and so it's proven to be because I think that's probably the bit that the audience can can hook into. So, okay, so we've got some idea. We're at midday. I'm going to pause for a minute on the day itself at that point and ask what the what the suite of tools are, the stack of tools. That you've come to use over time. And that could be any tool. I mean, obviously, there's probably a real interest in the WordPress tools that you're using, but also any kind of SaaS apps that you might be using to, to, I don't know, gather content or whatever. So yeah, any tools that stand out as, as worthy that people may not be familiar with or just haven't tried before.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're building almost all of our websites on WordPress. Uh, we have a lot of plugins that we love. Um, I'm a huge fan of Gravity Forms. So uh-huh. I always like to plug that because we we you can just do so many amazing things with Gravity Forms that yeah, yeah. other companies are like selling these big fancy integrations on these $20,000 websites. And it's like, it's a Gravity Forms add-on. So yeah, we can add your contact form into your CRM easily because it's a Gravity Forms add-on. So I am not an affiliate of Gravity Forms. I'm just a fangirl. <laughs> um, but I do think that that saves us time and allows us to do more powerful things because because Gravity Forms is so awesome. Um, but Zapier is really like we are totally using Zapier to just streamline our client onboarding. I mean, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. Like I don't like making copies of files and whatever, so... We And then PandaDocs, oh my God, we just started using this. And this tool is amazing. If you don't have a proposal writing software, definitely check out PandaDocs. It's not cheap, but um, it allows you to like have, I mean, you can have templates, obviously, but then you can have these like uh, fields that you put in, like you can be custom where it's like the company's business name, then it'll fill it out through the whole, you know, proposal, the company's business name. Then, because we're using Panda docs and all of these fields are dynamic, we can use Zapier to pull all of these different fields to like create a QuickBook invoice for them. To um, mm-hmm. you know, we they make a client folder and copy a whole bunch of documents into our Google Drive for us when we it creates a new Basecamp project for us based on you know client name and what kind of project it is. So we've been using Zapier um, for the last several years, but now we're like hitting it hard with basically automating every part of our client onboarding process. Yeah, um, We use Basecamp for our project management. Mm-hmm. It Like mostly because it's cheap and I really like the sort of list format of Basecamp 2, which is what we're using. Um, but really any, you know, any project management software, the key is, you know, our certification, we just have one humongous spreadsheet that is like tabs and tabs of checklists of everything that, needs to get done in the day or the day after if it's there's certain go live things that need to happen and that to me it doesn't matter what software you use for project management but it is absolutely essential that you have that process because obviously when you're doing a website in the day it's more likely that something will get forgotten so that's where you can't just go off your memory you have to have like really strict checklists and make your team Make sure they're actually going through all of them and um, keeping notes on anything that is important. Yeah. So yeah, Basecamp, PandaDocs, um, Zapier, WordPress. Um, do you
0: use a use a, a wedded? Maybe it's changed over time, but do you use some sort of page builder to speed up the actual builder, or yes. you, have you got a custom theme that you're using?
1: Yeah. So we use the theme called Enfold. I don't know anyone else who uses it, but I it's supposedly it's the most popular uh theme for us theme of all time or something. I'm not exactly sure, but we've been using it for years and it has its own built-in page builder. Um it's not a front end builder, it's a back end, but I it's a beautiful theme and a beautiful page builder. Okay. And very easy for clients to use. So that was like probably we've probably been using it for five years. I think I've spent over like $2,000, uh, on, on that one theme, uh, by now, but it's, yeah, it's, it's lovely and clients love it and very easy to use, but yeah. any page builder would work. Yeah. Obviously we're not creating custom WordPress themes. Um, you know, starting from scratch during a day, but the page builders, especially things like Divi or, um, Elementor, I think Oxygen was one I was I heard about during the Page Builder Summit. Um, I'm curious to look at, but using a child theme that you can basically customize any way you want, yeah. you know, it's not going to look like you're using the same template on every site because you can do five different kinds of headers and navigation styles. And then you can obviously have any kind of like background images and graphics and yeah. any kind of like column layout that you want um i just don't think it serves the client to start from scratch like mm-hmm. in doing custom theme unless the website itself is the business yeah. you know if somebody's yeah. like making a business that is like some kind of directory then maybe they need a custom custom site but mostly Small businesses and startups, like, it's not worth the cost to start from scratch.
0: Yeah, they just want something straightforward and whichever page builder or tool or theme you're familiar with. And, you know, if you can ensure that over the course of the next several years, you're going to be able to maintain it and you're happy with the reliability of it, then bravo, you know, go for it. One other thing um, that I'm curious about is back to the Zoom again and perhaps the, the day is carrying on now, we're beyond midday. Am I actually watching you build it? In other words, can I can I sort of request that I'm literally seeing what you're doing and I'm going, actually, could you move that to the left a bit? Can you go up a bit, down a bit, make that button red? Or is it more, you know, refresh the page every 20 minutes and see where we're at?
1: It's more like that. When we were in person, there was a lot more like literally standing beside the developer or, you know, the designer you know, those type of things. Mm. Um, But there are definitely parts of the day that are for feedback where that is what we're doing. So um, when we look at the mock-up, the designer is sharing their screen in, you know, and then there's the, yeah, move that this place. Can you change the color of that blue? So that is very much like hands-on real-time changes. Um, And then toward the end of the day, when we're building the site, it's more like, refresh the page now, but then there's a part where we go through page by page. And if there's easy changes to do, we'll do them live while the client is watching. If it's like, Oh, someone's got to write some code. They're not necessarily watching that, but they totally could. Like we could easily switch themes. Um, I have a fantasy about having like a huge jumbotron in our office where like we basically just (laughs) switch screens from like the design, what the designer's working on and what the writer's working on just to like show little glimpses of things Yep. um but yeah we usually the client is busy doing something else so they, they aren't necessarily having like a bunch of time but we do also do training so that's where they like get to get into wordpress and you know use the layout builders um write content edit things and practice using wordpress
0: okay so i'm interested more now we're sort of we're cl- closing the day down a bit, you know, it's coming towards, let's say it's five o'clock. Um, how how do you manage all of that? In other words, is there, do you put a specific time limit on it? Are you open to, you know, carrying on for an extra hour or so if it's, you know, if the, if the project for reasons unknown, just sort of stretched out for a little bit longer? Do you... Do you put a buffer in for the next 24 hours so that you're not doing one website day build and then the very next day doing another one? How do you Mm -hmm. manage the sort of the tying off of each project?
1: Yes. So we usually say, and this is a matter of setting expectations with the client, you know, during the kickoff meeting and in the sales call of like, what exactly we are going to get done that day and and what isn't going to get done. So we always reserve the next day for... We call it quality assurance and polishing. So a lot of times there will be like, um, you know, mobile friendly issues where we need to like, you know, change some type size or something on the phone version. Um, Testing, we always want to be sure that, you know, we've tested all the contact forms. We've looked at it in a bunch of different devices and uh, browsers and all of that. And then we always tell the client if they have any, quote, minor revisions the next day. They are welcome to, like, go home, sleep on it, look at it with fresh eyes the next day. And then um, we usually have the training um, either that day or we'll have a call with them just to get their their revisions. So to save them some emailing again. Um, so, yeah, we we never do two back-to-back one-day websites. Mm-hmm. We always want the next day to be like kind of finishing things and then going live. If the site is on a demo or we're switching hosts or something, um, there'll be a couple hours that need, need to be devoted to doing that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we, we never will do back to back. What we will do is another service before a one day website or after, well, usually before. Okay. So like we will do a one day branding the day before and then we'll do a one day website the next day. Um, and then we would still reserve that third day to kind of like get everything compiled and everything. So, yeah, we, we like to give ourselves a buffer. Um, and we always know things are going to spill a little bit. It's just a matter of like, we want to make sure the client doesn't come back the next day and try to change all the colors on the website or, you know, something (laughs) like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't like the, you know, the layout we decided to do for every internal page, you know, that kind of thing we really limit. Um, So, but we do, we do quite a, you know, there's probably still five or six hours of work we do the next day that the client doesn't need to be involved with, but we, we like to make sure we're dotting all our I's and crossing our T's. Yeah. Now,
0: obviously having been through this multiple, multiple times and you described the process in great detail. So it's, it's, it's pretty clear you've given this a a great degree of thought. You you mentioned in the in the sort of notes that we exchanged at the beginning that you you've sort of got some sort of certification process that is married into this. Do you want to you know, talk about that? Who's this for? Is this is this for people like me that could upskill on how to offer this for my business, or is this for your clients to certify them in using the things that they they should have
1: learned during that day? Um, yes. So actually, we have. So our main agency is Busy Busy, and we have sort of spun off a different business called One Day Works that we are training other freelancers and creative agencies in our one-day process. So the certification is for agencies who want to sell one-day websites to their clients. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we are also developing, which are not quite ready yet, but we're developing certifications for each role of our one-day website website. So if someone wants to be a freelancer for us, that they've gone through our training to be a writer, a developer, um, or a designer. And basically, we're building our team of freelancers to be able to call on. mostly right now, well, 100%, all of our clients are, all of our freelancers we work with and contractors are local um, who live near us. But we are, as we grow, we want to be able to have people in different time zones and um, different different skill sets and different experiences. So there will be certifications for each individual role for people to basically be hired by us um, to to help us build one day websites. And then the agency certification is if somebody wants to actually license our brand and actually um, sell one day websites to their clients. So we've actually trademarked one day as like a a trademarkable phrase, um, and that's part of the deal that if an agency licenses it, they they can legally sell one day websites mm. or one day brandings. We're also building out all of these certifications for one day branding, one day search engine optimization. Like we have a whole suite of services, and we think that our model is so awesome that other people are going to want to learn how we do it in great detail. So. Um, that's why we built it. We were just getting so many questions from people who wanted to know exactly what we were doing. And honestly, like part of it is just, I know what it's like teaching yourself as a freelancer and it is, everyone is learning on the job and Mm -hmm. having to learn the hard way. And it doesn't, there's just no WordPress school, right? Like we didn't, we can't go back to school to learn how to build websites for clients. You can get your, you know, website certificate or your HTML certificate or whatever else it is, but it's not actually practical information for people who need to know how to work with clients and need like best practices. So that's why we built it. It's just to make sure that freelancers who work for us are going to have like the best practices and the training and the knowledge that we need to make sure that they're doing a good job for our clients and that the sites we're building are really high quality. And then also to just sort of expand this way that we've been working and let other people, um, share the model, you know, sort of in a franchise type situation, but not exactly that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, it's such a, it is genuinely a really unique model that you've got. There's just so many different components that, that you've, you've highlighted today that I hadn't kind of piece together in the jigsaw i am i'm more or less certain that there's going to be people listening to this who are just sort of having aha moments along the way you know ah yeah having a team building out the documents in advance and sending them through a sort of like a, a, a pathway of things to do on the on the day and so on yeah it's really really interesting what a pleasure um sadly time is of the essence and um so I'm going to ask just before we finish, if you want to um, mention a Twitter handle where you can be found, an email address, a, uh, a URL that we haven't mentioned so far, anything that you like at all to uh, to allow people to get in touch with you.
1: Yeah. So our agency site is busybusycreative.com. Um, you can check out kind of some of the other services that we're offering and see some of the work that we've done if you're interested. And then our website for agencies and freelancers is onedayworks.com it's the number one day Um, that's where we're offering certifications we actually have some of the physical tools we've developed and you can check out um, some of the digital tools that we've developed and if you want to sign up for our email newsletter um, we also have a coupon code uh, that is WP builds <laughs> if it'll give you 15% off any of our certification or one day website courses if you want to Check any of those out. Um, we don't have a certification running at this very moment, but by the time this airs, we might. So depending on the timing of that. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram at Get Busy Busy. Um. We have we have all the social medias. We're on YouTube, uh, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, and you name it. Doing so all the things. Busy, yeah, busy. by things. the way,
0: is spelled differently, isn't it? It's B-I, we say Z, B-I-double-Z-Y, not B-U-S-Y. So Busy Correct. Busy is B-I-double-Z-Y twice. Um, yes, thank just, you. Just in case you uh, yeah, you, you ended up looking for that. Candy, what a, what a pleasure. What an interesting mm-hmm. subject. And hopefully there'll be people who have gained something from it. I certainly have. Thanks for coming on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Nathan. It's been a pleasure and uh, have a great day.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. There really was a lot in that episode. I've often thought about starting a one-day website business, and I never quite managed to get it together. I certainly don't have a team, but if you are lucky enough to have a team, and you're interested in this approach, and you think to yourself, well, actually, there's money in them there, Hills. I don't have to go for the giant website builds each time and chase those down. Perhaps I could go for more of smaller projects and manage my team around that. Well... There was a lot in this episode for you to think about. As always, if you've got any comments or thoughts, please head over to the WP Builds website, search for episode 227, and you can put a comment down in the comments section at the bottom of the post. Also, if you fancy joining our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, you'll be able to find the post in there and make a comment as well. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B Split test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else, buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Just before you go, I'm going to throw one last cheeky plug in for the Page Builder Summit www.pagebuildersummit.com, as you might expect. Head over there if you're interested in hearing about all sorts of different page builders and what they can do. That could be Divi, Beaver Builder, Elementor, Oxygen, and of course, loads of talks about what Gutenberg is doing. Then go over there and get your free registration. It's all happening May the 10th to May the 14th. Pagebuildersummit.com Okay, we will be back on Monday, wpbuilds.com forward slash live for the live This Week in WordPress show with Paul Lacey and some notable WordPress guests. We'll be publishing that on Tuesday as well, and we'll be back next Thursday when David Wormsley and I will be going through the A to Z of WordPress. I'll fade in some awful cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.